This podcast contains strong language and adult themes. Listener's discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to A Page Too Far, the show where each week one of us reads a book and then tells the other all about it. Will it be bad? Will it be good? Let's find out. My name is Unicron, and this is my co-host in Ear of Corn. Ah, shucks. (laughs) I'm going to put, like, some filters on there to make it sound legit. Okay. This week's book... No, I'm sorry. How are you doing? I was doing okay until until you skipped the part where you asked me how I was doing. (laughs) I feel like I was forgotten. (laughs) I'm terribly sorry. I know your throat's not doing so great right now. Um, We're going to push through, but... Right. I'll make... This will be short because I don't want to put you in discomfort. It has nothing to do with how little material I actually have. (laughs) But it's probably going to be a bit shorter, so... We'll uh, keep that in mind. We'll have fun with it. Whatever. This week's book is titled The Magic of Unicorns. I am in love already. Subtitle, Help and Healing from the Heavenly Realms. Never mind. (laughs) I don't think I've ever 180'd so fast. (laughs) Uh, So this was written by Diana Cooper. Okay. Uh, I learned about her back when I read Interviews with the Crystal Skulls. Oh, no. Yeah. uh, She is the most successful and prolific author of what I like to call mystical bullshit. <laughs> there are, that's that's such a big category. It's a very big but, category, but I don't know what else to exactly I mean, the name, call the it. name sounds familiar. Obviously, you may have mentioned her during the Crystal Skulls episode, or I may have just heard her around, but I, I, the title was so hopeful, and then it wasn't. I, I guess it is, it's New Age woo-woo. Yeah. That, that's yeah, yeah. What, you, what it's called, I guess. Yeah. So I learned about her back when I did that book, because, you know, halfway through that book, I was having a great time. Right. And I was like, I need to get my hands on more of these books because this is great. We both were. And then by the end of that book, I was like so pissed off. And I was like, this amounted to nothing. Again, we both did. Yeah. (laughs) And then, and and so I just kept Diana Cooper on one of my lists. You know, I got a couple lists. So I just have her on there. And I was starting to feel thirsty for some more New Age woo-woo. It's, so, been, it's been a while since we had some New Age woo-woo. A little. We had, the How Too Good by Depression had some woo-woo. It was in there. It was a very different flavor, yeah. I think. Yeah. And, and so I looked through her catalog of various works, mm-hmm. and uh, this one seemed like a good place to start. I, I agree. <laughs> the magic of you. Because a lot of hers was like, oh, the histories of Atlantis, uh, which, you know, sounds cool. All right. <laughs> and then there's, she, she claims there's going to be a new golden age. Oh. In 2032. Interesting year. Okay. Yeah. She says that 2012 was a very important uh, event as far as like astrology went, I think, like planets and shit. So, so what happened in 2012? I'm not exactly sure. She just, okay. she just mentions it's, she calls it the alignment or something. But it's like in preparation for the next golden age, gotcha. which is I mean, in 2032. There was there was a whole bunch of blood moon shit happening, but I don't remember if it was in 2012 or maybe it was 2014. Well, the it, because it, it's based on like the Mayan calendar, right? This, right. All this yeah. shit. And that was based on moon cycles. Right. So it makes sense that around that time, stuff like that was happening, right. I think. So, so, so anyway, she's in to this. Mm, clearly. <laughs> well, I... I mean, she could be a scam artist, but she's a really good scam artist. Well, I mean, artist. she is, but... Uh, yeah, but... You know. I mean, she... she this Whether could she believes all, it or not. It could just be incredibly profitable delusions. I don't know. Yeah. But... There's a lot of those going around. But I gotta say, I was impressed with this book as far as how it was written in comparison to Interviews with the Crystal Skulls. Oh, okay. Was this one actually coherent? 
Yes. Nice. It was coherent. It was straightforward. It made sense. Sort of. <laughs> well, sort of. <laughs> there's, there's a, we'll just assume the asterisk by everything. W- within her own logic. She's consistent. Of, yes. Okay. Consistent. I, the other one was feeling schizophrenic by the end. Yeah. It was all over the place. Uh, and there wasn't much of a thread connecting all the parts of the book, right? Right. It started out as kind of like a narrative, but it bounced a lot. Quickly went to, oh, they said this. Oh, they said this. Right. Yeah. And and this this book was actually laid out way better, I think. Oh, nice. Well, that's already an improvement. Okay. So I apologize. Uh, the cover on my screen is very small, but it's, it's not a whole oh, lot. Just, I mean, it's a unicorn with a flower on the tip of the horn. That's about it. It's uh, it's also got the uh, that that's the earth in the middle of that little flower. Thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it's spearing earth <laughs> so with it's, its, its horn. It's it's uh, it's uh, what is it like a daisy that has like the kind of the like open petals? I think it's supposed to be petals. like an atomic symbol. Oh, thing. you know what? It could be like particles. Yeah, interacting. yeah. It is very small. Yeah, it's it's hard to tell from this, but uh, with the earth in the center, that's interesting. Uh, so this book was published in two thousand and twenty. Oh, okay. Yeah, Very so another recent. new one. When Crystal Skulls was recent too, right? That we, yeah, that was. Uh, oh fuck, I forget what year it was, but that was also pretty recent. It yeah. was like eighteen, nineteen, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, she actually wrote a book about unicorns that preceded this one. Oh, this is a sequel. Yes, her the original came out in twenty nineteen, I believe. And okay, it's, it's called The Wonder of Unicorns. Uh, but this book, very much like Scientology that we did, yeah. uh, like Dianetics was like the first one and the Scientology right, and the was revision. like, here's the better version, yeah. right? That's the same with this, basically. Okay. So okay. She, she did write a book about unicorns, but then she learned a whole lot more. So she wrote another one. She's like, I'm going to do a with better job. With a new job. understanding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Exactly. And uh, this book is 291 pages long. Oh, wow. This is That's fucking- a chunker. It was easy to read, though, actually. Yeah. Surprisingly. Thick, but not a lot of material. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> I'll go into this later, but I think... There's some people like that. You you could have you could have definitely cut down this 300-page book to 100 pages. Okay. And you would not lose any information. Yeah. It very, very bloated. <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll get into it. There seems to be a lot of that with this, with this type of book. It's a Absolutely. lot of reinforcing of opinions and... Yeah. Also... Talk. Almost half of the book is anecdotes of her friends. Nice. So. All right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so what you're telling me is her friends are unicorns? Um, She does have unicorn friends, but uh, just her other friends who okay. are into this shit. And a lot of people that write to her because she's a famous author. That's fair. So let's get into it. The magic of unicorns. What are unicorns? Do you want my actual definition? Yeah, go for it. I would say they are uh, mystical fey creatures. I don't know if they're fey, but they're mystical creatures who uh, resemble a horse, uh, usually all white, uh, with a uh, uh, horn protruding out of the forehead that have been fantasized about for a very, very long time. Some say they may have existed, some say they don't, but uh, or they, had, they didn't. But, uh, but they're also, from what I remember, uh, unicorn in Harry Potter, unicorn blood keeps people alive. Yep. And in in English mythology, I think a unicorn could sacrifice its own life for somebody else if they were pure of heart. Okay, I didn't know that part. I think that's interesting. I okay. think it's it's most commonly appears in like Germanic stories. Maybe stuff, it is like, Germanic and not English. Like very, but yeah. very, very old. Yeah. Um, the earliest depictions of unicorns are actually from early Mesopotamian artworks. Oh wow. They resembled more of 
goats and like oxen sort of. Okay. Like they didn't quite look like horses, but they had a single horn, right? Mm-hmm. They're also referred to in ancient Chinese and Indian myths. I did not know that. That's cool. Mm-hmm. They, they, they weren't like, uh, they, it was more like a, a, a cultural thing, not like, like I, I don't think there was actual artwork, like Chinese artwork of unicorns. Okay. It was just people would say, oh yeah, that creature. Gotcha. Right? Gotcha. And gotcha. it vaguely resembles what we understand as a unicorn. The first time unicorns were written about was in 400 BCE by Greek historian Theseus. Yeah. <laughs> His, his name starts with a C, by the way. Ooh, you love it. Yeah. It was not thought of as a spiritual or divine creature at the time, but more of a cryptid, a real flesh and blood animal that exists but cannot be captured. And it was very commonly believed that uh, the horn of the unicorn would heal any wound. So okay. yep. if, if you could somehow capture a unicorn or get close to it, if you touch the horn, you would be healed, yep. right? Yep. Belief in unicorns persisted well through the Middle Ages, where kings would pay gold for cups carved from unicorn horn. Oh, wow. Which were actually narwhal and rhinoceros horn. Yeah, yeah, for sure. (laughs) So the author is told, so this is back in the first book. Mm -hmm. She's told that they are seventh dimensional ascended horses. Okay, okay. So... You may need a little refresher because it's been a while. A little bit, yeah. I remember, I remember the different steps of ascension, mm-hmm. but I don't remember what's what. So it, ascension is all about your vibration. You need to raise your vibration to match higher dimensions. Right. And at a certain point, I think it's around the seventh dimension, you can, it's like seventh or eighth, you can shed your physical form and become a light being. Okay. And, okay. Uh, That's and right. just go throughout the galaxy, whatever. So... She believes at, at a certain point, like when she first starts learning about unicorns, that they are seventh dimensional ascended horses. They are horses who have ascended <laughs> to the seventh dimension. I'm going to leave that part alone. Okay. Yep. Uh, I don't think I need to add anything. Uh, but later she learns that that was in, that information was tailored for her level of understanding. Oh, I see. This, this is also something that came up in the interviews of the crystal skulls where she would ask a question. They would be like, well, you're not at the right level to know that yet. Yeah. So all you need to know is this, like kind of shady. That's a metagame question. We can't answer that yet. (laughs) (laughs) The truth is Mm -hmm. the truth. Mm -hmm. Yep. Is this is the truth. Back when the Lemurians, do you remember them? They were, they were either the good guys or the bad guys. They were the good guys. They were the good guys who, I'm confusing this with, uh, with um, the first book that we did, Time Blender, because I had the two oh, factions Oh, yeah. Well. No, no. It's, it's yeah. not that situation. So back at, at when Atlantis was still thriving, right? there was also a city called Lemuria. Yes. Lemuria was actually the original city where the great experiment was conducted, That's right? right. That's where right. Where light beings became physical people with free will. That was the experiment. Right. But then they branched off and made Atlantis too, and they made other cities. But Atlantis and Lemuria is the main ones, right? Okay. Okay. So back when Lemurians were conducting the great experiment and lowering their frequencies so that they could experience life as physical, blah, 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 the unicorn energies watched with great interest. The unicorn energies are described as a collective consciousness, kind of like the skulls are sometimes, you know, just a bunch of little consciousnesses that are all part of one, sort of. So this collective consciousness that is just dubbed the unicorn energies sees what they're doing and they're like, we want to do that too, but we're going to pick a different form, right? Okay. So they take the form of what we see as like a unicorn, right? So it's a horse with a horn. Yeah. They're like, you seeing this shit? We're like, yeah, but what if we gave ourselves like a horn? What if we had a giant cock? No. Um, <laughs> well, they, ch- 
<laughs> so the horn is actually the brow chakra opened. Okay. The third eye. Yep. 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 So with it fully open, a spiraling jut of light comes out and it looks like a horn to us. Okay. But so we, we perceive it as a horn, but it is yeah. actually light energy. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Okay. It was understood that unicorns could help the Atlanteans with manual labor. Uh, but they would remain free. They wouldn't be saddled. They wouldn't be bridled. None of that would happen. I'm right? doing this for me. Um, but as Atlantis began to decline, mm-hmm. their energy started coming down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The unicorn started being uh, saddled, ridden, oh. reins on them, you know? No. It's uh, it's sad, man. It's like uh, fucking Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah. I yeah. guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So over time, being subjected to the spiritual laws of reincarnation... Each generation lost vibration. So as they live in subjugation to mortal people, over generations, they are also losing their vibration. Right. right? right. They're being brought down by the vibe, man. Exactly. They're they're being brought down by these losers, right? Come on. Eventually, uh, they were just horses, right? Oh, you hate to see it. So their their third eye closed. Yeah. Now they're just horses. Yeah. They lost their ascension. Yeah. Um, early on, some of the unicorns maintained their purity and ascended again to pure light. Oh, okay. Cause, uh, they, they see Larry wearing a saddle and they lean out they're like, are you seeing this shit? I'm just going to go. Yeah, what the fuck, man? We're in, the- let's get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't more people do that? And Larry's like, dude, I'm into it. It's like, <laughs> you wouldn't it's, understand. It's consensual, man. Come on. <laughs> Don't kink shame. Uh, these unicorns that uh, took off periodically yeah. return to Earth. Oh. You know, every now and then. Just to uh, check up on things? Yeah, and to just help us raise our vibrations. Okay. Th- this is kind of the same tired spiel with the skulls, yeah. which is they're yeah. here to help us and heal us and spy on us when we're in the bathroom, that sort of thing. Yeah, right? just the natural order. Exactly. Yeah. So unicorns come to Earth to help us sometimes, mm-hmm. and they look for people with a light over their head because that means- They had an idea. <laughs> that means those people are in service. Oh, it's like fucking cashiers. They're, they're you're getting like a looking, cell signal. Yeah, no, you. It's like fucking cashiers. You're looking for a lane, and you you're like, switch the light on. Like, yeah, oh, like, this uh, one's open. That guy. No, that the guy's light is nice. Probably going to his lunch. Okay, we'll get to the next one. It's, it's longer line. <laughs> but that's what we're gonna have to do. Okay. Yeah, in service just sounds like a fucking vending machine. It does. It, it, it sound sounds right. like it sounds like their cell signal is is. They, yeah, they're hitting five G. <laughs> That's what unicorns are. They're like just <laughs> amalgamations of 5G energy here to solve all our problems. <laughs> that sounds more plausible than what she said. <laughs> I, for one, welcome our new unicorn overlords. Oh, me too. Don't get me wrong, but that doesn't mean it's not funny. <laughs> um, the author's own unicorn is called Kumika. 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 Nice. Uh, she doesn't talk a, lot, a, whole, a, a whole lot about her own personal unicorn. I'm assuming the first book she did. Okay. Um, but I'd she, say it seems like that would be like the the one. Right. Like that's the one but, that you talk about. But I, I'm just assuming she's already gone over that. And so now she's just like, oh, yeah, my, my unicorn Kumika told me this. So the author asserts oh, that what? white horses. Oh, no. No. Are more pure. No. No. Don't. Don't finish that sentence. And are closest to ascending. Oh. Horses that are not white. Okay. Are not as pure. Okay. <laughs> I'll just let that go. I, we're, let's move past that. Apparently, the Earth's vibrations have risen quite a bit in the past decade. 
Oh, this is something she kind of celebrates where she's like, it's happening. It, like people are learning about this stuff and it's getting out there and our vibrations are raising. Right. Do you remember the year 2011? Ye, kind of. Okay. Sort of. Okay. Would you describe that as better or worse <laughs> than the year of our Lord 2020 or 2021? Um, I think it was, I remember it being better. I also remember it being yeah. better. And I don't think that's nostalgia eyes. <laughs> I think it's like statistically I better. I think it is actually a better I think place. more people were alive then. Uh huh. Sure. Uh huh. So the vibration of the earth is coming up. Yep. We're all going up together. And we're getting to get this party started. Yeah, man. And the unicorns are returning to our subconscious memories. Nature is returning. Yeah. Because because they were on this earth with human beings, right? Right, right, right. right. So subconsciously, we all know they're real. Oh. You just have to come to that realization. That's right, because we we get reincarnated. Yeah. So so our former incarnations met with those unicorns. Right, exactly. I enslaved a unicorn at one point. <laughs> oh no. Can you imagine just remembering some horrible shit you did with a unicorn in a past life? Oh God. Would you tell anyone? I that's a good question. <laughs> like if you just you believed for a fact that happened. I, I don't I don't know. I think I, I think I would find a therapist. Uh, yes. No, I would find a professional to talk yeah. to them. I wouldn't tell my friends or anything. Yeah. <laughs> hey, by the way, uh, I was fine until this shit. The therapist is like, fuck, dude. I had the same dream. <laughs> like, We need to figure this out. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, he turns into a unicorn before your eyes. We'll see with the knowledge that I owe oh God with the knowledge that I have right now. I would say, oh, no, they're right. Oh, yeah. The. I would be a fucking mess if I learned something yeah. that, that made yeah. me think they were possibly right about all this. Yeah. Holy, that's like finding out that like Egyptian mythology is all real. Yeah. Like Anubis is the actual God of like whatever. Yeah. That would, that would, that would yeah. shake me. I, oh God. Why? What? What? So all the vibrations coming up in the earth. Right. This is evidenced by the fact mm -hmm. that unicorn merchandise is more popular than ever. I love it. I'm, I'm all so, in. <laughs> 100%. Hundo P. So she's like, yeah, everybody's remembering unicorns. That's why there's more unicorn stuff everywhere right, right. than ever before. We got unicorn TV shows. Yep. You got little dolls everywhere. It's on all these little kids' clothing and shit. Yep. It's like everybody's remembering. I stand Fluttershy. She's a unicorn. Yeah. <laughs> um, she doesn't talk about cutie marks, which I'm disappointed by. It was at this moment that our hosts became embroiled in a vigorous debate about the technical classifications and names of the various characters in the animated television show, My Little Pony. There's not Pinky, not Pinky, there's Fluttershy, there's Rainbow Bright, there's... We need our mutual friend here to help we us We do need our this. mutual friend here to help <laughs> us with What you want? Hey, hey, uh, you're live on the podcast. I just, we just had a question for you. Okay, sweet. So, My Little Pony, right? Are any of them actually unicorns? Yes. Okay. Which one? Uh, the three races, which is, uh, we had a uh, earth pony, which are the regular ones. Okay. Have horns or wings. Okay. You have the pegasi, which are the ones with wings. Right. You have the unicorns, which are the ones with horns. Right. Uh -huh. Wings, just horns. And then you have the alicorns, which are winged and horned. Okay. So, okay. Which one was Fluttershy? In the universe, it's only the princesses. Okay, so you, you have, and you, you, like, there are some characters that start off with only a horn but no wings, but when they become a princess, they get their wings. They, like, magically grow. Okay. Okay. 
Okay. Which one was Fluttershy? Fluttershy is just a, uh, she's the yellow one with pink hair. Okay. Uh, just a Pegasus. Just a Pegasus. Gotcha. Okay. Pegasus. What about the, it was the dark purple yeah, one, Yeah, the right? dark purple What's bitch. the dark purple one? What's her name? Twilight Sparkle. Twilight Sparkle. First three seasons, first two seasons and 12 episodes, she is a... Uh, just a unicorn, but she becomes a princess in the season finale. Of okay. Season three, okay. Uh, and she gets her wings. The, the, the episode's called Magical Mystery Cure, which is a play on the Beatles' Magical Mystery Tour. That's awesome. Do you have anything to say to our editors? No, well, fact check me if you want. Um, I could be wrong about the episode number, but I remember season three only having like 12 or 13 episodes. Yeah. That's, that's, we were just looking for some clarification on that because it came up in this episode. Okay, I'm pumped to, pumped to hear it. Yeah, look forward to it. <laughs> we will talk to you later. I'm glad I picked up. <laughs> Me too. Thank you so much. See you later. Bye. Right. I love you. Love Bye. You too. See you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> that was everything I hoped it would be. Uh, we just fact-checked. He was right. It was episode 13 of the season three. Yeah. <laughs> uh We'll have to give them a prize. Thank you for the so quiz. Or... <laughs> so the author uses the term unicorn, mm-hmm. but this also it's kind of an umbrella term. It also includes pegasi. Oh, with the wings. Okay, no horn. Yep, and uh, what she calls unipegs. Okay, which, which we are, now know are alicorns. I guess okay. according to My Little Pony, they're right. called alicorns, but they have the horn and the wings, right? Okay. So pegasi have opened their heart chakra. Oh. Instead of their their third eye, right? So the the wings are, is the energy pouring out of their heart, but gotcha. it, it, looks, it looks like wings. Do they attach themselves to one person? Uh, they, they work the same as uni, you know uni, actual okay. unicorns. So okay. they're, they're just heavenly beings that come to help us and guide us, that right. sort of thing. Uh, and of course, unipegs have the heart chakra and the brow chakra open at the right. same time. Right. They're the they're the chads of the unicorn world. Parcano las dos. Unicorns primarily reside in the seventh dimension. Right. Seventh right. Dimensional yes. Beings. They were seventh dimensional ascended horses. It's also called seventh heaven. <laughs> a unicorn's horn can do a lot of things. Nope. <laughs> uh-huh. Touching it can heal you physically, mentally, and spiritually. Oh, wow. Spiritual information can be downloaded. So it's a USB. <laughs> yeah, man. You plug it in and uh, receive a load there. Do you have to, uh, do you have to have like one of the tail things from Avatar? No, I don't just think hook so. Just it onto the horn? I think you just you just stroke it, like, up and down. Oh, and, and then it eventually like, it just releases its yeah, information. Yeah, it'll, it'll pour the light onto yeah, you, right? Yeah, okay. It, I'm so uncomfortable <laughs> with that metaphor. I don't like any of this. It can even raise your vibrations automatically. Well, then do that. Yeah. No, I. That, that's the one thing that, not the one thing, but one of the things that frustrate me about this is, like, Raising your vibrations is all about becoming a better person through choice. Right. And this is like, ah, or you could just touch a unicorn horn. And if the unicorns saw everything going sour back in the day, just why didn't they just raise their own vibrations or raise the vibrations of those around them? Does it have to be voluntary? In which case it is a choice. That's kind of one thing. Right. But just, just do the thing. Just, just go down every day. In just, like town square yeah. and be like, all right, everybody just touch it once. Either you're, you got your dose for the day. Go just back to stab work. Johnny. I don't feel good anymore <laughs> with good vibrations. Yeah, man. And not worry about this. Like, I don't want to change. <laughs> Accept it, Johnny. <laughs> That's also a thing of uh, like old stories of unicorns is they're really, really dangerous. Yeah. 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 They'll yeah. just stab you. Yep. So I, the only thing I can think of is like touching a unicorn's horn. Yep. 
is like when the Namekian guru just like puts his hand on Gohan. Power up. Yeah, just instant level up. You didn't have to do anything for that. <laughs> it's just a freebie there. Nice. So, mm-hmm. dragons are also real. Oh my God. Well, if one's real, it makes sense the other's real. They're linked in the same mythology. As well as okay. elementals, fairies, elves, gnomes, goblins, mermaids, and salamanders. One of those things. <laughs> now, now I exist in a fantasy world, right? Okay, okay. So does this mean salamander like the primitive drakes pre-dragon? I, I, that, that's how it sounds when she talks about Okay. She, she, she refers to it as like the prior uh, step in evolution of the dragon. Yep. Like they become. They're dragons. wingless, yeah. but they're, they're more snake-like lizards than. Right. But when yeah. I first read it, like, I was oh, like. salamanders are real. Yeah. I was like, well, those are real. So I guess all this other shit must be real. Yeah. Because she put salamanders in there. <laughs> I, there is. So this does not surprise me that she says any of this because of the link between unicorns and dragons mm-hmm. and then dragons and all of those other creatures. They're all part of that same mythological. Yeah. If you're going to accept one, you have to accept all of it. Yeah, exactly. It's the it's the the mythological. Uh, there's an MCU joke in there somewhere, but <laughs> the cryptid expanded universe, mythological cryptid universe. Sure. Yeah, we'll go with that. But the dragons, I mean, it's all part of the uh, uh, the romantic period of of. Yeah, writing it's like, like anything could be possible. Yeah. That sort of thing. Everyone on Earth has their own personal unicorn companion. I'm so sorry. Dragon companion. Oh, God. And guardian angel, respectively. Wow. That's I, a lot of shit for one person. I hope mine are voiced by Patrick Warburton. <laughs> I want, okay, I want the drag my dragon companion to be voiced by Willem Dafoe. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. I want my guardian angel to be voiced by Patton Oswald. With with the Star Wars rant or without? Uh, no, he's going to be ranting Star Wars all the time, and okay. I'm going to be right there with him. Okay, okay. And then I want my uh, unicorn to be voiced by Jim Gaffigan, the comedian. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that. I could see that. I would go Guardian Angel by Morgan Freeman. Ooh, that's good. Part of me wants to do Dragon as Benedict Cumberbatch because I love him <laughs> playing Smaug, and I want to see... I, I, but I don't want it to be an actual dragon. I just want it to be yeah. Benedict, Benedict Cumberbatch pretending to be a dragon. <laughs> but he wouldn't be able to say Penguin. He would be able to say penguin though, which is funny. Right. <laughs> uh, and then my, um, who do I have left? My unicorn, Bill Burr. Bill Burr is a unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. I've been on a Bill Burr kick lately and it's. Yeah, uh, that'd be excellent. Yeah. You, you call him and be like, what the fuck's the matter with you? What do you want? Get those vibrations up, your wise ass. It ain't that hard. <laughs> you fucking pussy. Come on. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> so they're all considered angelic beings, right? right. They just right. manifest differently. Okay. And, and does, does this include the gnomes, goblins, elves, all that too? It's not exactly clear, but I would okay. guess so. Okay. Because she lumped dragons in with them. She did. So uh, yeah. I'm going to assume there's this whole thing about how all of these beings are made up of different elements. Oh. Even though she described them as light beings. Right. The unicorns and all of the angels are made up of air. <laughs> Okay, so they're they're Dame Judy Dench. Yeah, exactly. They're 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 like they're fucking air ele- element, but they're not elementals because she makes a distinction, right? She's elementals <sighs> are real as well as these other things. Yeah. So, but they're made of air. Dragons are made of three of the four elements, uh, which I hate to break it to the author, but there's a lot more than four elements. Yeah. She she refers to water, air, earth, and fire. Yo, their latest album was great. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, but th- those are what she's referring to. So dragons are either made up of air, water, and fire, or air, Ooh. earth, and water, you know. But they're never all four. Human beings are the only ones made of all four elements. I want to see a water dragon. They're pretty sweet. Just a Gyarados. Basically. Huh. <laughs> I mean, they have dragon rage, so yeah. So the explanation for these angelic companions, your dragon, unicorn, and, and yeah. guardian angel. Yeah. The explanation of how they help you mm-hmm. is very reminiscent of roles in an RPG party. <laughs> you got your healer, your tank, and your DPS? Uh, y- dragon is your tank, goes okay. in, soaps up, soaks up damage. He'll clear out all of the dark energies, oh. right? The guardian angel is, uh, both the guardian angel and the unicorn are spellcasters. So the guardian angel uh, buffs you okay. uh, with like, like protective spells and yeah. preventative stuff. Okay, right? so he's a cleric. Right, yeah, like a, like a cleric. And then the unicorn also gives you buffs, but they're more like stat buffs, and they, they refill your mana pool and that sort oh, of thing. Oh, so they're, okay, okay. So you have your t- utility support, your right, your right. Uh, true support, and then your tank. Yeah, and then and then you're the DPS. I see. So you, you have to go in and actually clean up the mess, but okay. they're giving all the support they can, right? So unicorns leave us many signs to let us know that they exist, mm-hmm. right? Um, just curious, what kind of signs do you think they would leave? Piles of poop. <laughs> you just step outside your bedroom door. And there's a horse manure there. Yep. Um, I think <laughs> I think they leave those um, those Facebook posts that say like in ten minutes and money will come your way. They, maybe. I think they leave those email chains that say forward this to ten people and money will come your way. <laughs> they're, they're Nigerian princes. No, no, those are the dragons. I okay. think. Um, <laughs> Fuck the dragons. <laughs> Uh, any, I, th- I think she's going to say something along the lines of, uh, anytime someone else is nice to you. <laughs> Pretty damn close. Wow. So here are their signs. Rainbows. Okay. Twinkling stars. All right. White feathers. Of course. And literally whenever you think of or see something that references a unicorn. Oh. <laughs> So just, she's not, she's not giving you any wiggle room. Huh? She's like, this is all proof of unicorns. You, you have to experience one of these things at some point in your life. You don't, but statistically you will. I mean, I'd love to meet a person that hasn't seen a rainbow, a twinkling star, a white feather, or ever heard or seen a unicorn. What does she define as a twinkling star? If you look at a star and it twinkles... It's a twinkling star. <laughs> oh, silly me. It's because you know how stars like, like. No, for sure. For sure. For sure. And shit. Yeah. But that's because they're fucking stars. I, I don't know. Wanna, I just wonder what her definition is, though. Uh, that's literally it. Okay. Is when you see a star twinkle. I just, I, so part of my um, obstinance, I guess, okay. uh, is that I refuse to accept that she has a rational definition for anything. Yeah, not really. No, uh, the, a lot of this stuff is very loosely defined yeah. anyway. So. Um, and then, and she's still on that when she says like any reference to unicorn, that's still wh- what she believes is that the unicorns and other heavenly beings are, are kind of inspiring people, kind of like the skulls I were say. carved by inspiring sculptors. Yeah. Um, so these unicorns are inspiring people to make unicorn merchandise. That's their way of telling us they're gotcha. real. Right. Gotcha. 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 That's not inside out and backwards. <laughs> No, no, not at all. Not at all. And weren't the skulls, did they not want to be skulls? Yeah, no, they, 
it, it was some weird line. I'd have to listen back, but it was yeah, it was some weird line about we inspired our sculptors to make us into this form, but we didn't all want to be skulls. Yeah, that was that it. was it, and that it was, was it. like, well, what the fuck? So you did or you didn't? I don't get it. It's one or the other. Yeah, <laughs> we inspired him, but he went the wrong way. Yeah, he, uh, he, he we hyped him up a little bit too much, and he went crazy there. <laughs> so the author writes a huge swath of this book all about children children's stories of seeing and interacting with unicorns okay and this is like her like there's more evidence that they're real you know who's really trustworthy <laughs> like who who always 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 tell the truth and perceive things the same way in the right way five-year-olds five-year-olds <laughs> they're the most reliable witnesses to anything uh, she goes into a lot about like you should teach your kids about unicorns because it's good for them eh. Eh. <laughs> And there's like, there's a whole, there's a whole arts and crafts section Oh, of like, you can make a unicorn stable with them underneath your kitchen table. You can, <laughs> wow. You can make a unicorn bed in the corner of the room and unicorns will come and stay with them and protect them. That's just an imaginary friend at best. Yeah. No, I mean, like, I don't see it as particularly harmful as long as no, you're not like, no, there's nothing wrong with that. You need to drop that by age eight though, at least I mean, like at the yeah. latest. What, what's her opinion on Santa Claus? Uh, she doesn't mention. I have, I'm genuinely curious because I'm sure she would say it's a particular archangel manifesting that way. Okay. Uh, that's just, just how it is. It's like, it's, it's gotta be one of the heavenly beings just choosing to present themselves in that way right. so that we would do what they want us to do. Right. So we're, we're going <laughs> to, it's going to get a little weird. Okay. Oh, oh okay. This is going to get weird. So according to her. Mm-hmm. At your pre-life consultation, bro, your soul uh-huh. chooses the exact time and day on which to be born. Fuck me. It sounds like buying a house. It's like, here's your pre-life consultation. Uh, so it's going to be like the same shit that you just went through, but uh, you're going to be in a different country. You're going to be white this time. That's awesome. <laughs> you won't have any of that hassle of your last life. Except your, your soul's choosing it, though. So your soul's like, hey, can I be white this time? Well, not not where and how. It's only when. Oh, only when. Only okay. when. Okay. Okay. Right? So I gave you a pad you and did. a pen. I have a pad and a pen. I have, I'm going to have homework a little, today. A little bit of, just a little bit of homework here. So your birth date determines your life path number. Okay. Okay. So you need to write out your date in numbers. So the, the number of the month and okay. then the days. And then the year. Two digit, two digit, four digit? Uh, well, the zeros don't matter. So okay. if there's a zero, just leave it out. Now you're going to add all of them together. Okay. 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 Now what number do you have? 32. All right. You want to set that aside. Okay. And circle it. Mm-hmm. And it, that is your master number. Okay. Okay. So take that number mm-hmm. and separate the two digits mm-hmm. so that they are two single numbers. Mm-hmm. And then add them together. Mm-hmm. What number do you have? Well, five, right? Because three and two is five. Okay. okay. So you have five. Five. This works uh, pretty much exactly like a zodiac sign. Oh. It will determine how your life will go in a sense and how like it, 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 it outlines your personality, how things work for you. Mm-hmm. It's like a zodiac, right? It's like, okay. oh, you're Gemini. That means you're great at this. And so Let's I, see. I've pulled up here all of them. And uh, I also came up with the number five. So okay. we'll have the same. Yeah. 
You and I have very different personalities. We, we do have different personalities. Yeah. Uh, this, this is going to be interesting. So the, the number five life path number. Yeah. We are free thinking, adventurous and progressive. Oh. Five is defined by freedom. Five needs to experience the world by engaging its five senses. For five, life lessons are acquired through spontaneous acts of bravery. Akin to Sagittarius energy, within astrology, five is known for its playful, impulsive, and vivacious spirit. Oh. But on the other side of its signature... That's fucking French. I don't know what that is. No, it's... Joie de vivre. Joie de vivre? I don't know. But on the other side of this, five can become restless and impatient. Since five is always seeking discovery... It has a difficult time accepting life's day-to-day responsibilities, including professional and interpersonal commitments. Five must remember that when it narrows its gaze, it will discover that the most rewarding exploration exists in its own backyard. So, extremely vague. And yet, like with all of these, I find myself seeing similarities, but I'm sure if you read any given number... yeah. I would find the same, not the same similarities, but I would find there's something to relate to because these things are complete bullshit. Yeah. No, each of these focuses on one attribute and all the attributes together, you can see in every person. Right. To a certain degree. Right. That's the point. Now, I had to look this up in my phone. Yes. In her book, it's laid out, but I refunded the book and didn't write it down. So right before the show, I was like, oh, shit, I need to look something up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I looked it up. And this is way more vague than what she was saying in the book. Oh. Because I read my own number, and while I can't remember it verbatim, it seemed to emphasize an outgoing personality that has talent as a salesperson. I am not a salesperson. I am definitely not a salesperson. I am not outgoing. No. And and I I may be energetic on our show, but I am not fucking outgoing. I'm a hermit. This is a safe space. I am a hermit. So as far as her book goes, that was way off. That's funny. But as far as this super vague internet article goes, sure, whatever. (laughs) I mean, we both moved to a different state. Sure. I guess. Out of desperation. (laughs) Out of, yeah. (laughs) So the master number. Yes. This can be. Yeah, that's the big number. So we're both 32, actually. Yep. Interesting. Um, That number is can be much more impactful on your life than your your life number. Oh, right. The, the But it has to be the same digits. So we are 32, but if it was 22 or 33, that would be important. But because it's 32, it's not important. Oh, okay. That, hmm. Just, just forget it. Okay. <laughs> but if it was an uh, 11, 22, 33, or 44, mm-hmm. then then that, that would be... Super important, but it's not, so I didn't write it down. But just imagine it's super important. So theoretically, if I was born one month, one day, or one year later, right, then I would be important. That you you would have well, you would have uh, more control over your life, I guess. Oh, because it would offer more insight into who you are, and you could use the number to benefit yourself. I see. So but it's you like, can only do that if it's a if it's a two digit exactly two of the same. But if number. if they're different digits, you're kind of then you don't screwed. have any power over your yeah, life. Yeah, we we can't we're we're doomed to whatever happens to us happens. We oh, have no man. control. Man, I felt so powerless when I quit my job and moved to a new <laughs> state and got a brand new job with a wonderful company. So it it also says that fifty five, sixty six, and so on. Yeah. up to ninety nine. Yeah. are not applicable during this era, and it doesn't explain. So 55, 66, and 99. 
What if somebody was born trying to get the the highest number here? Okay. So theoretically, that's a date of, assuming the person's still alive, a date of December 29th, 1999, right? That would be okay. the highest that we could go. Okay. So 42 is the highest number that you can go alive because anything after that, the two is going to replace the one, but then your nine is going to go back to a zero unless what well, I suppose this system applies to past, present and future. It also assumes a Gregorian calendar. Yeah, no, that was a big part in my notes here was that she's basing all of this on the Gregorian calendar, which comes after all the Atlantis bullshit. Why did it take me that long to think about that? I, <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for you to wrap up so I could blurt it out. But yeah, it's like you. D- I thought y'all. she was about like moon cycles and shit. Yeah, no, she, she, she bases all of this numerology on the Gregorian calendar. So until somebody hits the year like 5,000. And 99. Yeah. Well, 999. It, the, it's, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I, 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 mm, okay. Yeah. So, so th- that's that. <laughs> that's the weakest part of the book, honestly, is that part. I'm sad my master number isn't important. I know. Me too. But we have the same numbers, which is we cool. We do. Yeah. Bump. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so unicorns can manifest in many ways. Okay. Uh, they can show up as like a full-fledged figure, right? Mm-hmm. So like, oh, there's a fucking unicorn. See a unicorn. Fucking sweet. Yeah. Uh, they can show up in visions, in dreams. I would say those are the same as seeing a full-fledged unicorn. I'm just just saying. Okay. Uh, they can show up as diamonds, which is not explained. <laughs> All right. Like, I would just picture a floating diamond. And it's like, hey, I'm a unicorn. I'm just picturing somebody saw a unicorn turn into a diamond, and that's why South Africa is now a mess. <laughs> They're digging for unicorns? They're digging for unicorns. Oh, my God. Uh, they, they also show up as orbs in photos. Orb. Ghost orbs. Yeah, exactly. Ghost orbs. We've, we've, we've seen been playing a lot of Phasmophobia. A lot. Of, fucking awesome game. Go support the developers. Mm-hmm. Um, she, okay. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. She, she You're makes, getting mad. She makes some claims here. All right. Scientists who have been inspired by their angel guides have created cameras that match the vibrational frequency of the sixth dimension. Okay. What do those cameras show? Orbs. Oh. She's saying if you have a camera. Oh, our cameras. Takes a picture of an orb. Okay. That's the unicorn and that's the vibration matching the sixth. But I thought they were seventh dimensional. I did too, but it's sixth now. Maybe, maybe Maybe because their vibrations have lowered, they've descended out of seventh dimension. Well, the as- ascended unicorns are seventh level. So if they lowered themselves to sixth, I feel like they wouldn't be able to do their, their, I don't know. I don't know. Why are you asking me questions? I'm, I'm, I'm just, look, all right. <laughs> don't make me think about this. I can't help it. Uh, but she claims that scientists made cameras specifically, specifically to match to those find unicorns To prove that unicorns are real. No one who has ever developed a camera yeah. has even thought about this bullshit. <laughs> Yes. And she says, and I quote, originally, mm-hmm. people dismissed orbs as drops of moisture on the lens or specks of dust or even flying insects. But scientists now agree that there is an energy source in each one. Teacher, I'm raising my hand. Okay. What's the question? What scientist agrees to this? I don't know. Name one. She, she doesn't. It's okay. literally just scientists as a whole. I conducted a test. (laughs) It was in my basement in Arizona and there were no witnesses. Uh, So apparently you can invoke a unicorn energy ball in your hands. It's it's a softball sized globe of light of higher vibrational energy. 
given by the unicorn. So I, uh, well, I didn't think of Kamehameha. I thought of uh, Arasengan from Naruto. No, I never saw Naruto. Okay. Well, Arasengan is basically exactly that. It's just a small globe of energy. And then you like press it into someone's face and it fucking blows up. Stop trying. You're not going to get it. Oh. Yeah, there's a lot you have to go through before you can do that. You, oh, okay. you need to connect with your unicorn first, which we'll get to at the end. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll tell you exactly how to do that. Okay. Okay. Uh, so you can do a Rasengan once you're, once you're advanced enough. Service work with unicorns. This is a whole section on how you can... <laughs> you're not servicing the unicorn. No, 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 no. This is my seeing eye unicorn. <laughs> sort of, actually. Um, if this whole section is about how you can use your unicorn, or more like work with your unicorn to help society. Your unicorn and you. How you can better society. So there's just, I'm just going to name a couple things because okay. there was yeah. a lot, but most of it was like, be a better person. Well, most of it was like prayer. It was like, oh. just ask your unicorn to go help people. Put the good energies out there. Yeah. Sending it's, thoughts it's, and prayer. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I'll just pray that God helps you. Right. That, that's what, that's the same thing she's saying here. I want to see if, I want to see one where a pimp says sending thoughts and prayers, but it's T H O T S. He just sends his army. Saying, of, uh, sending thoughts and players. Yeah, yeah, thoughts and plays. <laughs> there we go. Uh, but th- here's a couple things that you can do yourself, right? Okay, okay. Blessing water. This is basically the purify water and food spell from uh, from from D and D. What first slot or second slot? Yeah, yeah. Purify food and drink. Is it first slot? Uh, yeah. I think so. I bless the rains down in Africa. That's all I got. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, but you you'll you can bless water with the unicorn's energy. Yep. And you can either drink it yourself and raise your vibration. Oh. Uh, just drink. <laughs> Some of that, that good unicorn juice. Yep. Uh, you can you can pour it down the drain so it gets into the water supply. Because <laughs> a little nefarious but if here. But you, if you do it enough, it's going to undilute because there's going to be so much of it. Uh, what if you just leave your tap running and bless the tap? <laughs> I do, who knows, man? What if you just go to the local water reserve and yeah. bless the whole thing? Yeah. The you, possibilities you are You go to the Pacific Ocean and just bless yeah, the ocean. Well, that's salty. You would have to purify it first. Oh, I see. The salt. So this doesn't purify it? Uh, not not exactly. It just blesses it, okay. really. Okay. But um, yeah, the salt actually nullifies unicorn jizz. Wow. Yeah. No, I'm making that up. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Okay. I just made that up. Okay. So There's, there is a line here of like <laughs> believableness. Right. That was on that line. I, I would assume there's some bullshit caveat like it's that. too much you can only do wasn't well, that a thing like the pope can only bless a certain amount and create Something a certain amount like of holy that. water yeah yeah but then there, but i mean like but he, what he does is he'll go to like a fucking warehouse and just bless like pallets yeah of it. yeah that's how it works and he's like all right i did that for 10 minutes i'm going back home yeah so you can bless water yep uh you can create portals um sadly you can't actually use them yourself to step through but you can bring other things through the portals um, like other angelic beings, if you want to talk to like an archangel or something, you can bring them through your portal. You have summon Fey. Basically, yeah. That, that, That's a higher level spell. Yeah. <laughs> so you can do that. And my favorite is welcoming babies. Ah. <laughs> you can send your unicorn to wherever a baby may be born to welcome them. <laughs> That's all it is. Hey, Bill. That, there's a hospital down the road. Go welcome those babies. Thank do, you. Do what? Do what? Welcome those babies. What, what do you mean? I mean, welcome them. You mean, like, put down, a, like, a rug for them or something? He knows. Who knows? Bill knows. Who's Bill? My unicorn. You What? <laughs> I just told my unicorn to go welcome some babies. You have a unicorn? Yeah. <laughs> Following you around? 
Well, kind of. Yeah. You do too. Fuck it. No, I have a Pegasus, you dumbass. Where'd you get a unicorn? No, my, yeah, it's Bill. He's always been here. <laughs> this is a terrible bit. Anyways. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> but I just love that. You're like, uh, my sister's going to have a kid and I can't be there for it. Yeah. But I'm going to send my unicorn. I'll send, I'll send my just, plus one. Yeah. Here, I, I got a card. I signed it. He's got it. So yeah. just, uh, yeah. there's like five bucks in there for the kid, you know. Oh, you didn't get the card? You never got it? Oh, oh, sorry. I think my unicorn ate oh. it. Unicorn crystals. Ooh. We're finally back in that good old fashioned shit, right? Yep. Yep. Can't wait to see where this goes. A unicorn crystal is simply a crystal that has been charged with energy from a unicorn. That makes sense. Uh, and the uses of the crystals follow to what we've said before, right? Yeah, so like our, our uh, what the Mutt. fuck was this called? Yeah, but it's called, uh, it's a uh, lapidomite. You bought it. I don't know. <laughs> no, I have bought it. I think it's lapidomite. Okay. Uh, and, and its use was uh, to keep away negative energies. Right. Uh, to uh, strengthen the bonds of brotherhood, which mm-hmm. is, that's why I bought it. I was yeah. like, hell yeah. yeah. Um, and it, I think it, it, it raised uh, sexual energy, I think. I, that's the, yeah, that sounds about right in there. <laughs> yeah. So, so it, it follows the same uses, but when it's charged with unicorn energy, it's like more potent. Oh, okay. And you can, it's, I, th- I don't think you have to cleanse the crystal. Oh, like the unicorn does it automatically. So yeah, because it's it's a purifier. Sometimes. Yeah, so, so there's stuff like that. Okay. Uh, so the author tells a story of a, a friend of hers. Okay. Who lived in a cul-de-sac. All right. Where several marriages were falling apart. Oh no. Oh no. How she knew that, I don't know. Did did one of the husbands slip the wife Xanax and? <laughs> change her calendar appointments and gaslighter maybe she might have witnessed that shit i I don't know how she knows that but apparently she knows that all the marriages around her are falling apart Mm. so she takes a a unicorn crystal yep and she places it in a street lamp on her road and guess what happened the marriages all stayed together uh well all the separations stopped nobody was getting divorced anymore okay and most of the couples got back together not not all of them most of them did um, and that's because of her. So mm. <laughs> the thing, the thing that fascinates me yeah, is that all of the evidential claims, all of them mm-hmm. in everything like this mm-hmm. is all anecdotal. Yes. And has no way to be verified. No, no way to be quantified. No, no way to be proven. No. Also, a lot of these anecdotes follow the same vein of. Uh, these people are so fucking narcissistic. Yeah. 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 They're yeah, like, yeah. I fixed I it. saved six I people out of eight people's marriages. Yeah. It's like, f- oh, fuck. We changed our, uh, we changed our porch light at one point to like a green light for Christmas. Okay. And that made people happy. Does, does that count? Sure. That means unicorns are real. Okay. <laughs> it was, I, I don't really associate the color green with Christmas. I see a green porch light and I think Halloween. Even though Halloween is orange, right? It is. But I, I can is see like where you're spooky, coming from, especially right? given the logo of our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Green's a spooky color. Green so. is a spooky color, but this is also like, it was Northeast USA, so it was snowing and okay. also like December. Gotcha. So, you know, and we had other Christmas lights too. But. So she she goes on to talk about crystal grids. Ooh. Oh. We, we've already talked about those. Yeah. Uh, so I I'm, think I equated them to ley lines or something like that. Yeah, it was, it was something like that. So like, I'm not going to go into it, but it's the same shit. It's yeah. crystal grids with wands and shit, all of that. Unicorns can help greatly in lighting up your chakras. No, oh, 
right? I mean, again, it makes sense with the purification aspect. Also, I'm saying chakras, but I don't know if it's chakra or chakra. I have literally heard it both ways. Okay. I think chakra sounds better. So I'm going to say that. Yeah. The way the author describes the process of opening up your chakras, it, it, it sounds like like you're trying to get a building permit or something. <laughs> there is so much bureaucracy and it's so complicated because it's like you got to tell your unicorns like, all right, I want to open up this chakra. And he's like, ah, all right, man, uh, I, I can squeeze you in next weekend. Uh, I'll, I'll just keep in touch. With you. We'll see. I have to talk to the archangel. He has to run it to the source to make sure it's OK. Mm-hmm. Like all of these heavenly levels. You have to file have paperwork to... in triplicate. Yeah, man. It's it was so funny reading it. And then once it finally gets back, unicorns like, all right, we got the green light. We'll we'll do this, you know, two days a week for the next month, and uh, we'll get we'll get it done. You know, it'll it'll get done. Uh, we'll we'll do our best. Spoiler alert: It won't. <laughs> it won't. It's gonna get even more tight. Man, the guru from Avatar made it sound so easy. So this is from the book. Okay, word for word. All right, I'm ready. When a unicorn sends its power into one of your chakras, mm-hmm. it doesn't simply illuminate it; it expands it. <laughs> A six centimeter diameter chakra may become a 60 centimeter diameter one. Chakras may even become a kilometer wide. Holy shit. That's got to be awkward trying to get around with that thing. Yeah. But just the description of like, it'll stick its horn in your chakra and widen it every time. So there's, there's something that I've been holding on to, and I've been waiting for the perfect moment to say it. Okay. And that is the other definition of a unicorn. Yes. <laughs> yes. Which is very sexual in nature. Yes. Um, a unicorn is a woman who is okay having a threesome with a married couple. Uh, and they're called unicorns because they're very, very rare. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. a young Attractive woman is not going to have a threesome with a random couple unless they're getting paid to do it. So, uh, yeah, if you're on dating apps, you'll see that every now and then you'll see uh, I'm looking for a unicorn. Great. But just the the sheer fact that I know that definition. Yeah. And I've been applying it throughout everything you've said. And it's hilarious. Listeners, go back and go back and listen to this episode with that definition in mind. Shit, I'm going to have to go back and listen to it. But this part just I I hate it. (laughs) I hate it. Uh, I hate everything about this anyway. I mean, talk about a unipeg, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> so there, there's a whole section about how once you open your chakras, mm-hmm. you can then start to connect to stars and planets. Oh, because they have the largest chakras of all. And it liter- there's literally a section titled connecting to Uranus. <laughs> they 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 knew they had to Uh, know somebody must have known i don't know this is that's where i'm like i'm not sure if she actually believes this shit or if she's just the best scam artist right 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 because she does such a good job presenting this stuff but then there's that yeah then there's that and and then there's also like you you really have to have already swallowed a few pills before you even get to this type of book right So, like... This is not your first step. Right, exactly. This is our fourth. So, Unicron, I hear you asking. Uh Uh-huh. How do I connect with my own personal unicorn? Unicron, how do I connect with my own personal unicorn? Uh, So, I'm going to give you a step-by-step process here. Okay. So, there's two major steps you have to take. Okay. The first one is you must invite a unicorn. Hey, Bill. Come here. 
Well, I mean, you don't even know he's there first. Like, like you, this is before you've even seen him. I have really. faith that he's there. Okay. <laughs> you must sit quietly and come up with a vision to help others. Bill Burr with a f- horn on his forehead. <laughs> no, I, no, a vision of how to help people. I think that would help people. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, me, I would be like, I'm going to envision a way to clean up the environment so fish aren't dying. That, that's what I would do. He's going to welcome, welcome babies. Bill Burr with his unicorn horn is going to welcome babies. <laughs> hey, welcome to the fucking planet fucking Earth. <laughs> what are you going to do? Cry about it? Once you have that, mm-hmm. you focus on the aspects of your vision that will bring love, empowerment, hope, or some other benefit to people. Right. Okay. That vision will then become a ball of light. Okay. Let it become bigger and brighter. Mentally place that ball on the crown of your head and let it shine. Where, where's the crown of the head? Is it the top? It's just, yeah, the top circle. Okay. Where, where a crown fits. That's your crown. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure if it was the forehead chakra or not. Eventually, a unicorn will be attracted to the light over you. Okay. Right? That, that's your willingness to serve people and humanity, mm-hmm. right? That's mm-hmm. what they're attracted to. Mm-hmm. Feel yourself being lit up by the unicorn's energy. It's lit, fam. <laughs> That's it's. I, I'm just picturing like a, and then he like turns a spotlight on. Like <laughs> you're under arrest for performing magic without a license or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I lost it for a second, but I'm back. Okay, you're back. Mm-hmm. You feel yourself being lit up by the unicorn's energy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Pause as you absorb the no, qualities. What I said. They have hoofs. Yeah, yes. Take a moment. To absorb the qualities that are being downloaded into you. 5G. (laughs) It's so fast. And then the final step, thank the unicorn. Thank you, Bill. Every one of these meditation things ends with make sure you thank the unicorn. (laughs) Because he will stab you if you don't thank him. So now you've invited a unicorn to connect with you. Yes. Right? Yes. But now you actually need to connect with it. Right. Right. So... This is the second step okay. to having your own unicorn companion. Mm-hmm. Find a quiet place. Okay. How about a closet recording studio? Okay. Mm-hmm. You just need, you know, find, find somewhere that's quiet. Mm-hmm. But find a quiet place on Blu-ray. Put it in the slot. <laughs> um, make sure you're comfortable. Yeah, chair's kind of hard, but it's okay. Breathe into your heart chakra. Uh, and it, it describes it as like breathing into the center of your being. So whatever. Um and then you breathe out your brow chakra. Each breath will open your third eye a little bit more, right? Until you can see or sense a horn of enlightenment spiraling out of your own forehead. Hey, you open in your brow chakra? Are you happy to see me? <laughs> I am opening my brow chakra. Thank you very much. All right. Uh, I mean... I'm not seeing it, but maybe because I'm my brow is not open, you know. So, so once you have a spiraling horn coming out of your forehead, then you are ready. Visualize a ball of white light around you. This will connect you to the unicorn frequency. Pretty sure it's just the ceiling light. <laughs> Which in this recording studio is a ball of bright light. It is a ball of bright light. Mm-hmm. When the time is right, mm-hmm. like when you when it feels right. Mm-hmm. Say this phrase. Okay. Feel it feels right. In the light of source. In the light of source. I ask unicorns. I ask unicorns, Bill Burr specifically. 
to pour their glorious light into and through me. To pour their glorious light into and through me. From this moment. From this moment. I am attuned. I am attuned. Oh, it's sticking in attunement slot. To the unicorn realms. To the unicorn realms. It is done. It is done. There you go. You have your very own unicorn companion named Bill. Achievement unlocked. <laughs> and this book also has details on how to get your dragon and how to get in touch with your guardian angel and oh. all that stuff. But uh, it's called Unicorns, so I'm talking about unicorns. Is the second book called How to Train Your Dragon? <laughs> no, there, she does have a book on dragons. I'm so curious. I might, but I'm also not. I might look, but I might not. But uh, yeah, that was the magic of unicorns. Some thoughts. Okay. Namely, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, I don't know what to take from this book. Probably nothing. Probably nothing. <laughs> it's cool. And we've said this before because um, we said it about Scientology, too. And I don't, I don't remember if we said it about the Crystal Skulls, but I think we might have. It's good to me. It is, it's, it is a good thing that the whole point is for the betterment of society. Yes. But it's also give me more money for my books. But it's also give me more money for my books. So, <laughs> yeah. so the people who are into it, mm-hmm. mean well, allegedly, right. you know, right, I mean, right. everybody has their own reasonings and everything like that. But, um, but I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it so much. So what, what is the end goal with this? Is it to ascend? Yes. I don't. Okay. So it is to ascend to a higher level of understanding and being. Yeah. It's just to, to oneness with nature. And we want everybody meditating on yoga mats all the time. <laughs> that, that is a, she might be in with a yoga mat industry. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, but, Maybe. Uh, Big yoga. Uh, I'm, be, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm being a cynic here, but, um, but no, it's like, it's just that it's like, let's be decent to each other. Let's all meditate more, be one with nature mm-hmm. and celebrate life itself. It's so wholesome. It's fucking sickening. It, if you had asked me, yeah, even earlier this year, mm-hmm. if you or not asked me, but if you had told me, Hey, ear of corn, by the end of this year, you are going to understand a lot more about Scientology and vibrations, vibrations, crystal, crystal skulls, crystal energy, yeah. <laughs> and, and new age, uh, uh, what do you call it? Hoo-hoo? Or woo-woo. Woo-woo. Yeah, Yeah, woo-woo something different. Yeah, it is something different. (laughs) If you had told me, Ear of Corn, you're going to understand a lot more about those things, I would have said, why? Right. Yeah, like, how about no? Yeah. Not interested? Um, (laughs) There is going to, we're not there yet, but there is going to be a point that I am so angry that I know this stuff. Right, yeah, no. (laughs) Um, Someone's going to say something and be like, uh, actually, actually, unicorns uh, have their own energy that's kind of separate from yeah, no, it's from skull energy, and it's they're two separate separate kinds of. Be- Why am I saying? <laughs> that's exactly how that answer is going to go. Exactly, exactly. There, there was a th- this book had so many anecdotes, like fucking a hundred of them, mm-hmm. and a lot of them I just wholesale skipped. Yep. And it was nice because she put it all in like italicized and small. Oh, nice. So, yeah, it's just like skip this, skip to here, skip to here. So I knew exactly when an anecdote was there and I would skip it. I read like a good like 20 and then I was like, fuck all this and just kept going. One of them was a doctor woman who was uh, who wrote to the author Mm -hmm. and she was like, I didn't really believe any of this unicorn stuff until a unicorn guided me to a museum. I followed it into the museum. The museum was about Buddhism or something. I'm pretty sure she just watched Night at the Museum. Maybe. But according to her, it guided her to a part of the museum where there was a big golden unicorn statue. Okay. 
And so that that's when she was like, oh, unicorns oh, this is are real. real. It guided right. me to this statue. Now I'm here. Oh, my God. And then she wondered, what's my unicorn's name? And then later. It's not Bill. I'll tell you that. It's not Bill. Somebody called her. One of her, one of her fucking patients, because she's a doctor, right? One of her patients called her, and he was like, "Hey, uh, Mrs. Johnson or Doctor Johnson, uh, this is uh, this is Lucas. Uh, I, I wanted to call you about that thing on my foot." And she was like, "Eureka! the The unicorn's name is Lucas." Fuck off! <laughs> exactly. It's like they're all like that. That person is, a, depending on what type of doctor, supposed to be helping people, but she has patients. She's clearly supposed to be helping people, right? Stop! It's, it's so. Oh my god! Stop it! Which I mean, according to the author, she could be like some homeopathic natural oils type person, right? Right, right, so right. She's doctor. calling her a doctor, yeah. but that's I doubt it. Yeah, but uh, but all the anecdotes were like that, and she had a whole section on anecdotes of like like that where it's like people are proving to themselves that unicorns are real somehow and one of them was literally i was walking down the street looked down and i saw a small unicorn plushie on the ground that proved to me unicorns i'm like that proves to you somebody dropped a plushie yeah like what is going on here i don't i don't know who these people are or i hope i don't meet them (laughs) but but this book was so frustrating i would love to interview someone who actually is is 100 on this oh man i don't know i don't i couldn't stop from just like (laughs) <laughs> berating i just want so i've told you i've told you this before i don't think i've talked about it on the show my one of my goals in forming a podcast one of my podcasting dreams right is to have a segment or a show or something where i just sit down or we just sit down right and just talk to people about shit mm-hmm. so just stuff like this or I, I don't just whatever they want to talk so about pe- people who are like experts in that sort of thing. Not even ex- experts. Yes. But also amateurs. Right. I just want to talk to people and find out what what makes this person the way they are. Yeah. And I would love to talk to somebody about this and find out more about what they believe, more right. about what that individual's experiences have been, mm-hmm. because it's fascinating to me. I was very surprised because I, I immediately was going to start making comparisons to interviews with the Crystal Skulls. Yeah. Um, this book was way more coherent, way better written. Yeah. Um, but all of the quote unquote facts kind of lined up, which I was very surprised by. I think I think the biggest reason for the surprise is how incomprehensible Crystal Skulls was. Right. Because this is a section of, I, I'm going to call it religion. Yeah. No, um, it's, it's religion. That has rules. Yeah. Right, and it has its own philosophies, and it has its own uh, ideas, and it presents them. It itself presents them coherently, even if the person does not. Yeah, it, it's the internal logic works. It's just you have to make assumptions to accept all of that logic, right? Right. right. So, like, it, it yeah, it, it all works together. It's functional. The lore is somewhat solid. There's still some holes, but well, of course. But I'm surprised at how well it matched up with crystal like they were both on the same page about all this and i was like wow okay then interesting and yeah well we'll see i want to check out some of her other books but like i said earlier i refunded this book yeah we'll give it a bit i i I think we've been spacing them out yeah you know in a in a good enough uh in a good enough order because we scientology was a big one and we had a big gap between that and how to goodbye depression which was same but different right uh and then that to this is also kind of a gap yeah but i mean like interviews with the crystal skulls at least i was introduced to this world yeah so exactly. it had some value to me exactly this one i really didn't learn a whole lot 
the biggest takeaway is there's another type of energy called unicorn energy. Yeah, and 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 it just kind of reiterated reiterated a lot of the same things, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the end of every episode of the show, the person who read the book must give the book a rating. Our rating system consists of five levels. You have toilet paper. The book is only worth the physical material it's made out of. Shampoo bottle. It's better than nothing. Ikea manual, which is competent but not entertaining. Kindle pick, which is worth buying electronically and or discounted. And you have hardcover, which is an instant classic. So, Unicron. Yes. What is your rating for Unicorn Magic? Friendship is magical. (laughs) Sadly, I'm going to have to give it a toilet paper. I I think that yeah, I might bump it up to a shampoo bottle. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but just personally, I didn't get anything really new out of this, right? So it's toilet paper, but it's like three or four ply? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty good toilet paper. Okay. <laughs> you can also use it to blow your nose or to, yeah, like, yeah. to like, uh, like wipe up a zit that you just popped or something, yeah, you know? It's, it's, um, <laughs> but, but yeah, no, it's, it, I guess for other people, it could be a shampoo bottle who have never ventured into this realm right. of energies and vibration. But for me personally... While, like I said, interviews with Crystal Skulls introduced me to this world, and initially I was really jazzed about it, I, I ended up giving that a toilet paper as well because there was no actual conclusion. Right. There, there was no third act. It just fell flat, and I was frustrated, so I gave it a toilet paper. But I will give this one a toilet paper for, for different reasons. Um, it just, I didn't get anything new out of it. It was more of the same. Yeah. Just a different flavor slightly. Same terminology, same logic, um, but instead of you just replace crystal skulls with unicorns. That's it. Right, right, it's right. It's the same, same thing. And I, I did refund it, in, like right after I was done writing my notes. That, that kind of spoiled to me what your rating was going to be. Yeah, because <laughs> it's the was, only book you've done that for. Because yeah, because it was like uh, it was like a whole ten bucks. Oh wow! Yeah, and like in like interviews with Crystal Skulls has a place in my heart because it was my first, right? Right. Yeah, and I'm gonna hang on to that you remember just for first. sentimentality. Yeah, but this one, I was like, man, just like fuck this. And there was so much fucking padding and anecdotes that were so dumb. Yeah, I I got a refund. That so that's the first book I've actually refunded. Yeah, I yeah. think I think that's the first book that we've ever refunded on the show. Yeah, um, I don't I don't think I've refunded anything. But uh, Diana Ross, I mean Diana Ross, who's Diana Ross? reporter <laughs> maybe uh diana cooper the author of this book she is either on something uh or she is the greatest scam artist in the world uh and if she's a scam artist i salute her diana ross is a singer i Di- okay. everyone's gonna be writing about that. <laughs> but yeah if, if she's i mean if she's playing the game i salute her if she actually believes this stuff i'm sending a unicorn for for to help her because she needs some help <laughs> Good, strong hashtag unicorn vibes. Yeah, hashtag unicorn vibes. Hashtag unicorn vibes. Hashtag unipegging. <laughs> I'm not looking that up. <laughs> I'm not like normally I'll clear things and make sure they're. I'm not looking that up. I refuse. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. It didn't add much. No, and I, I will look into her other books, but if I, I'm probably just going to read one of her books in my spare time. Yeah. Uh, and just, if it's, if there's something there, I'll write up, you know, some notes on it, but, uh, maybe we can do like a little footnote thing. Yeah. But my hopes are not high. Yeah. I think it's going to be the same stuff regurgitated over and over in each book. Yeah. So, uh, not, not hopeful on that. It seems, it seems having not read either of those books, it seems like the kind of book you read, having already had an understanding of it, you read for the anecdotes. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. And for the, uh, the confirmation bias, but yeah, but like all the anecdotes are so unimaginative and boring and dumb <laughs> like but, but if you're into that 
right? If I you guess. if you if you're into that world and you believe everything that she writes, then it's it's hitting that little dopamine bubble of saying, "Oh, I'm right. Here's more proof." Right. Yeah, you're right. Don't don't read this book, people. What you should do though. Yeah. You should check us out at patreon.com slash a page too far. Fuck yeah, dude. We have so much content up there right now. We have outtakes. Uh, not everything we say in the show makes it into the show. Uh, a lot of jokes that didn't land or jokes that are not appropriate for the mainstream. There's a lot of jokes that don't land. <laughs> yeah. We, we sometimes go on tangents. We'll put them on there. We mm-hmm. also have footnotes, which is just a really long outtake. <laughs> we have movie commentaries and bonus episodes. Yeah, dude. Uh, if you want to find out more about why I called Dame Judy Dench an air elemental, <laughs> check out the Chronicles of Riddick uh, episode on Patreon. Episode three? It was three. Si- yeah, yes. Three. Yes. Episode three. Uh, we did a movie commentary on Malignant. Very funny movie. That was a great. That was, <laughs> I think I said at the end of the commentary that I hated that movie, but the more I think about that movie, the more I enjoy that movie for what it is yeah. and not what I thought it was going to be. No, I'm totally down to watch it again sometime because yeah. it, yeah. it was fun. Uh, the next commentary we're going to be doing is Riddick, the third film yes. in the series. We did Pitch Black on a regular episode. We mm-hmm. did a bonus episode on the Chronicles of Riddick, mm-hmm. and we're going to do a commentary on the third. We're going to hit every sector, baby. Yep. Um, and I, I actually looked up some stuff about it and I was horribly wrong about a lot of stuff of that movie. So, (laughs) so people like two years from now, people are going to be emailing me about that episode (laughs) being like, Oh, you're such an idiot, but But it's okay. We, we already, we already fixed it. We addressed it in our Riddick commentary. That's right. Which go listen to that. If you want, if you want your vindication. Yeah. We appreciate any kind of support we get. Uh, we do this in our spare time. We both have full-time jobs. Um, working on this show is between 20 and 30 hours of extra work a week to get it done. Uh, so there's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears that go into this. Uh, I'm the editor and I try to make it sound as professional as possible. Um, because we don't have a great space. We don't, we have really shitty mics. Yeah. (laughs) So, so any support we get is much appreciated. Uh, we appreciate all of our supporters, our editors, but you know, if you, if you don't have the money, don't worry about it. We want you guys to look out for yourselves. Take care of yourselves first. Yep. We also have a Twitter and a uh, an Instagram. They're both at a page too far. Uh, that's a page too far. We have our Gmail. If you want to write in, I mean, you can write us, uh, hit us up on any any platform. But the best way to get a hold of us, uh, if you have a thought that you would like aired, is on our our Gmail. Uh, that's a page too far. A page too far at gmail.com. If you want us to read it on the show, let us know. If you want to keep it private, let right. us know. Um, if you don't say anything, we will probably mention it and maybe not go into details, but yeah, if you, if you don't say you don't want to show, we're probably going to talk about it on the show. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if you want us to use an alias, we could do that too. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want us to call you something else? We'll call you something else. You can also check us out on YouTube. Uh, all of our regular episodes are uploaded to our YouTube. Mm -hmm. Uh, as of right now, we don't upload, uh, previews for Patreon content or anything. It's just regular episodes. Yeah. Hashtag unicorn vibes. And hashtag uh, Bobo Lives. And hashtag Unipegging. <laughs> hashtag Unipegging. <laughs> Thanks, editors.